Okay, we're live again for uh, episode two. Episode two. Mm-hmm. Titled, working title. Now, in this episode, we'll be talking about fitness and I guess kind of how we conduct our right maybe day-to-day routine and kind of tie some philosophy into that. It's going to be multivariant. So. Right. And also fitness industry in general, right? So we're not going to really uh, dip, uh, go deep into our um routines um but we're going to talk more about what fitness means um and um you know fitness industry in general right yeah i think that'll summarize it yeah so maybe we want to start with one of the quotes so we pulled some philosophical quotes just to show how pertinent fitness is and health um it's something that's not new even though it seems it's been more popularized in recent times and mm-hmm. the definition of fitness and health have changed drastically but they've always been a topic of this appears to be human discussion for a very long time and what one should do with their body and what they can do if they have a capable body um so if you want to read one of the quotes there we can launch yeah from sure it. actually it's kind of far um by Plato, lack of activity destroys the good condition of every human being, while movement and meth- methodical physical exercise save it and pre- preserve it. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know he said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess the easiest way to paraphrase that would mm-hmm. be it benefits your life greatly. Mm-hmm. And it will preserve your life and increase it. Um, I just want to read one more there from Socrates, so Socrates was Plato's teacher. Right. So there's a lot of correlation here tied together. But it says, No man has to be a right and amateur in medical physical training. It is a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. Now Socrates who said that. So one of the things you instantly will grab from this is probably Mm -hmm. being like, Oh yeah, I should I should be fit. It's good to be in shape. But without understanding the historical context, why mm-hmm. a philosopher would want to be in shape or be fit. The reason he was saying this is for men specifically, women as well as could apply, mm-hmm. but to be ready for battle because the expectation was, right. oh, you're going to be invaded by a country. So you should be mm-hmm. ready at all times to respond accordingly. Right. In this case, fitness is of the physical condition, your body. But like we've talked about, this can apply to more than just being physically fit you need to be fit mentally and then for lack of a better word spiritually you right. know an emotional fitness mm-hmm. so i think fitness only doesn't only serve to constitute the body mm-hmm. but also the mind and we, we go into that later about how one thing the fitness industry lacks and health is viewed in today you know going to the gym crossfit and things like that mm-hmm. they don't seem to correlate the mind and discipline how that can have a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Whereas we've talked about, and the thing we love also about the martial arts, MMA, they tie those together back into the mind. It's mm-hmm. more than being a physically fit. It's a mental condition and adds such a deep value to your life. And we feel like mm-hmm. supplement companies, fitness industry, current mainstream fitness <laughs> lacks this deeply. I mean, right. A deep lack of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And then, you know, from this quote, and this relates to other traditional mixed martial arts too, 
not mixed martial arts, I'm sorry, martial arts. Mm -hmm. For example, Muay Thai, um, that was developed and taught uh, as a tool of, um, I mean, essentially killing people, right? So that's why uh, this mixed, uh, I keep saying mixed martial arts. Martial arts, uh, back then, they had so much emphasis on, you know, you know, psychological part instead of morality part uh, on top of physical part because essentially you're teaching, you know, people how to kill people, right? Mm-hmm. And you you have to have good justification for it. Mm-hmm. That's why they had you know, huge emphasis on morality, you know, uh, how the mind part is so important in training. Um, and, you know, that's what here Socrates is talking about. Yeah. yeah, there's a virtue in ethics attached mm-hmm. to the fitness. Right. You know, there should be a why behind it. And currently, um, I mean, our fitness industry has been capitalized upon for a certain image for attraction or, you know, being sexy, being mm-hmm. a good, you know, mate, potential partner. But it entirely skips behind the reason why you should look that way. Mm-hmm. You know, is there actually real value in having a six pack or being shredded? Right. Um, I would argue if the only benefit is you look better in the mirror, that's purely mm. the only net gain. Which is not a bad thing, right? It's not a bad thing to yeah. look good. I mean, everybody wants good. Everyone wants mm-hmm. to be attractive, seem, you know, sexually desirable, mm-hmm. and feel good about themselves. And it can make you feel good. Mm-hmm. And that's one immediate benefit you'll get from fitness and being in shape. But also you can develop a dysmorphia. You know, a lot of people suffer from this right now where they think attractiveness is xyz looking like this if you're a man it's men's fitness you know it's looking like thor it's looking like wolverine hugh jackman all these guys you know these (laughs) these superheroes these superstars yeah that is what media Mm -hmm. and modern culture tells Mm -hmm. man right this is sex appeal and the funny thing is you and i know this we've been walked up and approached by more dudes about mm-hmm. our physiques than women True. ever. Mm-hmm. Very rarely does a girl come to be like, wow, you're in great shape. I just love your body. <laughs> you know? And I mean, when they do those, right. Those girls, while there's nothing wrong with them, they're usually, uh, they're interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's, it's a, it's a big misconception that this is actually attractive. You know, it's, it's, uh, cater towards men yeah i mean it's not you know it's not to say that uh you know emphasizing uh aesthetic beauty is a bad thing right but the problem here is that that's the only emphasis and then you know they feel like they need to do something about it because they don't want to say they don't want to admit that uh that's the only emphasis that that you know they they try to make Mm -hmm. but um so that's why they put in all these values of inspiration, you know, motivation. Like we talked about last time briefly that, you know, uh, that's almost coreless, you know? Mm-hmm. These platitudes. Mm-hmm. Things that lack depth or sustenance to explain how to arrive to a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it fails to hit the complexity, again, which is the situation we find the car- current paradigm for fitness industry. Fitness is great, but it's missing the virtue and ethic of mm-hmm. why. Why am I lifting? Why am I running? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, is it only purely for just a physical health, physical appearance, mm-hmm. or can I pull out something deeper, mm-hmm. something that may resonate beyond my physical appearance or even my ability to perform? Mm-hmm. You know, there's an element 
that you can gain from fitness of falling in love with the struggle, you know, falling in love with the discomfort that when you find it in the fitness area, you can apply it to other areas of your life. And you'll see there's kind of this subtle undertone to every area of life that can have this application that fitness can help train you, but there's so little emphasis put on the mind. Mm -hmm. It's purely put on the immediate, what you can see mm -hmm. rather than how you feel, how you perform, mm -hmm. you know, why am I doing this in the first place? Like, I think that's why a lot of people have a hard time sticking with a program. Yeah, absolutely. Whether, whether it's mm -hmm. diet or whether it's a workout routine. Yeah. Because you think like, oh, I'm just doing this to look better. Yeah. And I, I already got, you know, maybe a girlfriend, a partner, a boyfriend, whatever. What's, I mean, what's the real benefit here? Right. Also, another part is that, you know, I mean, that is even better than just not having any purpose, right? Sure. I think, sure. Oh, I just want to look better. That's way better than not having any purpose. But a lot of people, I, I, I can't really put a number to it, but a lot of people just do it because other people do it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this is where I wanted to talk about, um, you know, uh, the idea of um, totalitarianism. Um, we, we talked about this before. Mm -hmm written by uh, Herbert Marcuse in 1964. Uh, he was um, German, what was his profession exactly, I forgot, but he talks about basically not the fascist uh, government in Italy or Nazi uh, regime in Germany or totalitarian, but also this advanced society is also totalitarian. And this is coming from the guy who was in, you know, Germany at the time. And, you know, uh, during World War II, he came to the States, became a citizen. And he basically argues that under this umbrella of consumerist and uh, technological cap capitalism, uh, it controls our desire and need. Mm -hmm. Right. And they feed this desire to one. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why he argues that it, it is almost impossible to be completely free and therefore making changes. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah, because this fitness routine and regime here falls under an umbrella, essentially, mm -hmm. right? They assign the value of what healthiness looks like, what attractiveness looks like. And so you fall under this mold, essentially, that you have to fall and look a specific way in mm -hmm. order to be healthy, to be fit, to have this kind of lifestyle. Right. And we never even think to question it. <laughs> it's funny, you know, it's, this is the weird thing and the unfortunate thing about right. human beings. We initially want to trust and believe anything we hear mm -hmm. or see. So a lot of times it's like, we've never even asked, well, wait, why is that considered the standard for beauty? Mm -hmm. Or why is that considered the standard for fitness? And why is it considered the standard for health? Mm -hmm. These are such complex terms right. that the fitness industry makes very shallow. Mm -hmm. And there, there's a reason for that because it takes a lot of effort for one to communicate it. We've talked about this in the last episode. Mm -hmm. The society we live in is tidbits of information and we push that out and we make grand big things into these small narrow boxes. Mm -hmm. But the biggest reason from where I sit is there's money to be made. You know, and we're the product. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They want to come to us. Mm -hmm. They want to sell something, mm -hmm. an idea, an image, to convey a message. And they control that message and idea and how it relates. Mm -hmm. So we have to fall under it immediately. If, if we want to be seen as healthy people, just look at the magazine. 
what mm-hmm. what does the magazine tell me health looks like what does media tell me health right. looks like and exactly. again we're, we're having some pushback on that right now which is good but we're mm-hmm. also having the extreme polar opposite of you know it's my <sighs> yeah, choice it's my buddy yeah. or my body and we have people with extreme obes- obesity and we're saying you know this is fine that's healthy you shouldn't mm-hmm. shame people and again you shouldn't shame people absolutely but we shouldn't miss health for the sake of right. feelings and other things. Those are very important things. I'm not saying those are important. Emotions are very important, especially mm-hmm. powerful motivators for people. But we need to get down to the root and the heart of the matter mm-hmm. about what is health? What is fitness? Because there's so many things that feed into this this idea. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I, I feel the fitness industry has failed us greatly and they've taken advantage of taking advantage of us mm-hmm. to try to sell things for money's right. sake yeah when i did research about a couple of years ago uh the stats from the cdc uh that the past decade during the past decade the fitness industry grew by i don't know like 50 percent, something like that it's a crazy number right but during the same period uh the obesity also went up by i don't know 10 percent, something like that don't quote me on those numbers, but something <laughs> along that line, right? There's huge disparity, mm-hmm. right? So, like, fitness industry uh, has advanced in many ways, but at the same time, it hasn't really contributed to people's quality of life, right? Mm, yeah. So we need to find out why, right? I mean, there are just tons of supplement companies, tons of products clothing you know equipment you name it but people are getting fatter and fatter right basically (laughs) that's what it is yeah and not only are they getting fatter Mm -hmm. they're also in a similar vein they're unhealthy let's say fatter and unhealthy Unhealthy. so i I just want to elaborate on the unhealthy it's also i think more people feel ashamed of their bodies or feel embarrassed by their level of fitness and health and what they can Mm -hmm. do because they're so much further away from mm-hmm. the ideal image. So it's also created a mental unhealthiness for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's intimidating for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, just because we approach things so shallowly mm-hmm. currently. And I mean, I used to, I, fu- I fell under this category. I used to live purely for aesthetics. I used to be really into the thing <laughs> for years and years, you know? Yes. I mean, I grew, we, we grew up seeing the same things. Mm-hmm. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, you know, the superhero, Mm -hmm. you know, Dragon Ball Z, Goku, you know, you want to embody these people, these, these heroes or these legends. So you want to look like that. And for years and years, you know, I was in the lifting, I was a personal trainer Mm -hmm. at one point in my life. Um, I haven't been a lifter for, since I found climbing, honestly, since I found a purpose, a way to apply, Mm -hmm strength and fitness and found it a more well-rounded thing mm-hmm. only then did i begin to start having a more healthy view of not only like my physique and mm-hmm. the way i look in the mirror what i should mm-hmm. expect but also in an applicable strength mm-hmm. you know this is the thing i love about climbing you can go anywhere in the world for a specific crag you know there's specific climbs and you get mm-hmm. to see all this beauty it's so involved you get you get a hike you get to explore different cultures it's so multifaceted and deep and you get a full full level of health and healthiness. Whereas, dude, I'm not gonna go to some remote place to go bench at some gym. You know, there's no like mm-hmm. destination or mecca mm-hmm. for gyms outside of maybe, you know, 
um, California, right? Mm-hmm. The beach, you know, glory days and things of like that. But there was no applicability. So it felt like not necessarily a waste of time, but not a way to maximize it and actually contribute to a more well-rounded idea of health and fitness and a right. lifestyle, an adaptable lifestyle. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, lifting, weightlifting could be uh, as important as climbing to you to other people. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're not obviously saying that lifting is a bad thing or anything along that line. We're not saying that. It's just that, again, it's kind of going back to the same idea we've talked about last time that, okay, just think about it. Think about why you're doing it, why Mm -hmm. you're lifting, right? Evaluating again. And if you still find that that's your desire, then great. You have purpose now. You know why, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's important. But just don't follow the crowd. Just don't follow the the trend, you know, just because it's there for you. It, like people say, that, oh, it's a lifestyle. Lifestyle. Like what, do you, what does that mean? Why are you doing <laughs> it, right? Yeah. And also, how could something be a lifestyle if it's only the one hour you're at the gym? Yeah. You know, what is that? <laughs> that that's your life? That's, that's it? True. Uh, you know, it's kind of... It lacks the depth that we've talked about. And again, like you're saying, weightlifting could be huge. That could be your thing. Maybe you're yeah, maybe you're the guy or girl that goes to classes. Yes. Maybe that's a very big part right. of your identity. But again, maybe you've assumed the identity that the fitness industry and the current cultural norm has thrust upon you. Mm-hmm. If you haven't taken the time, like you're speaking before, to actually think about like, you know, is this is this what I want for me? Is this who I am? Am I doing this for reasons that I've decided upon. Not that I just think feel right, because a lot of things can feel right and can be right even without investigation. But you risk it being wrong when you leave it on the table. You're basically trusting it to the fitness industry or wherever you get your idea of health and fitness to be the one to say, yes, you're healthy, you're fit, because you're doing X, Y, Z. And you might just be missing out. Right. Just think about it for a moment, right? like, am I really doing this because of my desire? Mm-hmm. I mean, right? We talked about uh, Herbert Marcuse. He used this term, blissful slave, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even know why you're doing it. You're just doing it because you're told to. Mm-hmm. I mean, not directly you should do this, but those creative values and desires are presented to you. Mm-hmm. And now you feel like you have to, yes. right? I like the word investigate, right? We've talked about it yesterday, actually, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, from the uh, the Book of Five Rings by uh, Miyamoto Musashi. He said that throughout the book, investigate this thoroughly. Mm-hmm. You know, teaching that it gives, it's not going to be just yours by reading it. You have yeah. to investigate. You have to contemplate. You have to think about it, process it, make it make it you know your own yeah. by doing so. Absolutely, it's similar to you know Nietzsche says. Mm-hmm. Uh, paraphrasing here, but careful when you look upon dark things because they might have an impact upon you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I believe the quote goes something along the line, he who stares into the abyss, something careful about it, looking back at you, right. I'll have to go back and correct that. But mm-hmm. essentially, whatever you examine and put yourself against and wrestle with these ideas and think about, they also merge with you in some way, mm-hmm. right? And this thing, this process that you're referring to, you know, examining it thoroughly, it doesn't happen overnight. Some things, they can happen overnight. Right. But this is something you revisit. It could be daily, it could be monthly, it could be mm-hmm. yearly. 
that you come into contact with it. Mm -hmm. And based on the experiences you've had during these times in your missions, mm -hmm. you arrive to a newer, deeper concept that's very personal and can be very different from other people. And yes. that's incredibly valuable because when you personalize it, it makes it feel heartfelt. It makes it feel depth. It actually gives you conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and you're you're not an amateur in it. You're not you're not somebody who just read it. There's something to be said about somebody who's actually walked the path and has done it. I mean, you and I have we've talked about this. There's a difference between an opinion, whether it's the right opinion, or somebody that's gone and done it. So, for example, to touch on something Hume's talked about, and I'm again paraphrasing because I don't have things as memorized right. as I'd like to. Um, if you go into a bar and you're looking for directions and you've been traveling all day and you're trying to get to the village on the other side of this mountain you find two people sitting there one's a young kid the other's old huntsman you know the kid starts talking to you he says oh, you know where are you from what are you doing you say well you know I'm traveling travel through the country trying to get to this remote village do you know the way you say oh yeah the kid says yeah it's easy I haven't done it but I know how to get there you're going to go straight through the woods at the T, take a right, and just continue You'll end up in the, in the remote village you're looking for. Mm -hmm. All right, thanks. Later in the evening, the guy starts talking to a huntsman who's done it a hundred times. You know, goes back and forth. He says the exact same thing that the kid said. While both of those answers that they gave are correct, which opinion is more valuable? Is it more valuable from the guy who's done that path a hundred times mm -hmm. or the kid that heard it from the huntsman and knows right. it's the way? Mm-hmm. So even though you can have the same answer, how you arrive to the answer is just as valuable. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. And I want to give credit to that analogy also to philosophize this. Stephen West, he goes into detail about that, and mm. that's kind of where I'm pulling okay. the analogy from and rearranged it a bit. He does it more beautifully. But there's a deep value in the path to arrive to the conclusion. And mm. I would argue personally, I think the path is more important than the conclusion mm. itself. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of things that can happen during the process, right? And, uh, well, on the surface, simply, in that case, um, the huntsman's answer is more valuable mm. because it's verified. Yeah. I mean, that's simple that's the case. But also, uh, on the other side of uh, that talk is that, like you said, uh, the outcome is important, but also uh, the journey itself is important. I mean, this is so cliche, I feel like, you know, because... <laughs> Uh, a lot of people have talked about, and um, I I'm sure a lot of people have thought about this. Journey is important, right? I know. It's almost like one of those live, laugh, love things you'd be seeing mm. hanging up on a wall somewhere. Mm. The journey is more important than the destination. Yeah. Which, again, just because it's a catchphrase doesn't make it not true necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's just it's so simple. That's why it's kind of annoying. We just don't like simple terms even if they are true they again that simple term is ultimately the conclusion yeah. without the journey right you know so a deep thorough explanation mm -hmm. of complexity yeah i mean uh that the journey is important that really ties to uh the idea that we're talking about um by the way i wanted to kind of um sum that up about uh you know Urban Marcuse's the idea and Nietzsche's idea and you know the the last example too basically 
the one word I would say that would, you know, uh, summarize it beautifully would be critical, right? Mm. Be critical mm-hmm. of what you do, right? Yes. I think that's the problem most important thing. When you learn something or when you do something, you got to be critical uh, about that. Otherwise, you're just doing it like a zombie, right? Yes. Yes. Like that's that's an extreme uh, example, but you know it's not really exaggerated either, in my opinion. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might be a gross exaggeration in the mm-hmm. sense that the word zombie, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, the zombie. You, you know that uh, the the origin of zombie, right? I don't actually. Oh, you don't? No. <sighs> Man, I, I just well, I don't I don't remember exact year, exact country, the name of exact uh, religion, but I think it's. It came from the uh, the religion where these people become uh, just submissive. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the the leader of religion, some like that. So, I don't remember exact story, but I think it's uh, it, it originates from this religion. I'll yeah. have to look it up. I'm curious about that. Yeah, uh, the origins of that because it's yeah. so popularized. Mm-hmm. But also, when you're on the other side and you go in the gym, you start looking at what people are doing. You know, mm-hmm. or what they purchase, what they wear. You kind of, you kind of right. see like, oh wow, yeah, that's they're a zombie, or they're going through the motions, mm-hmm. or I mean, you even talk to some people about it. I mean, yeah. we get a, we get approached constantly about fitness and what we do for our health and our bodies, mm-hmm. and I always say, you know, I, I, I like to jog occasionally because I know I can't summer, and it's rude. You know, yes, because it's just silly. Like I can't summarize right. everything, but I also don't put mm-hmm. a huge identity. I, my my identity is not assumed in these things or the mm-hmm. way I look necessarily or fitness. Like we could be in an accident tomorrow, mm-hmm. and you know we could be crippled. We could lose everything we have in the mm-hmm. sense of our physical health, but we're still going to be fit people. We're still going to make choices mm-hmm. about that. And the fitness is more than just a physical conditioning or a look for us. Um, so it's just so hard to give a an in-depth answer to somebody mm-hmm. when they approach with that. And I, they, I know they have the kind intents and they're being complimentary. You know, they want to mm-hmm. like, for lack of a better term, like pay homage to be like, oh yeah, I see the work you've done. You know, I'm curious. I want to know. Mm-hmm. But also when you give somebody just those answers or you give somebody just a routine, like, hey, do this you're missing right. out on so much you're mm-hmm. missing out so much it's so complex mm-hmm. like yeah man i can give you all the reps and give you the routine i give you exactly what i do mm-hmm. but you're still going to be missing something that's almost intangible mm-hmm. and you know i don't like putting value on things we can't measure because you know we're huge into science mm-hmm. obviously with our backgrounds but there is an intangible quality that is very real and exists throughout it yeah and you have to learn it the only way to learn it is via action yeah absolutely that's that's really true and also uh those people who ask you are you know way better than those who just go to go to gym and you know work out sure you know a lot of them they're (laughs) i mean i don't know i i don't want to spend this time criticizing other people but um a lot of people that I see in the gym, they're there to um, just be there as a part of their routine. They don't really think about, oh, I'm going to do this so that 
you know, I can I can achieve whatever goal that they have, mm-hmm. right? Like I said, lifting can be a really a fun thing to do. Like, oh, I'm gonna have this program for like two months, and then I'm gonna improve my strength from this this from this to that point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a fun thing to do, man. I mean, they, they look forward to going to the gym, but a lot of people just go there, just do the same thing they've been doing, you know, right? Hey, man, somebody's gotta do this and, half rep. <laughs> And they're more interested in oh I'm gonna oh, I want to buy these shoes man these gym shoes are so cool <laughs> you know I want to buy these supplements you know shaking their bottles and <laughs> I'm gonna get jacked bro you see this see this guy on this thing right I mean you know we've talked about this supplements can be beneficial they, they beneficial can be. yeah. yeah we're not we're not you know saying that they're completely useless we're not saying that yeah but. If you just focus on that without focusing on what is actually important, right? Which is purpose. Mm. Like it's almost mm-hmm. useless. Even if you see the result, right? That won't be valuable to you. Yes. Because it's not yes. gonna last. It's yeah. not gonna last. Yeah. You know, it's like what Nietzsche said, right? Anybody that has a why can endure anyhow. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you I have a that. reason why you're mm-hmm. aiming for something. It's one of my favorite uh aphorisms. You'll get through it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's a platitude, but it's so poignant. You know, it hits the nail on the head. I mean, that's why we're here doing this. We have a why. We have mm-hmm. a desire. Mm-hmm. And this is this is the how right now. You know, yeah. as we fumble through certain aspects of it mm-hmm. and suffer, we're on a journey right now. Mm-hmm. And fitness is a part of that, and health. But this, again, is in every avenue of our life. Mm-hmm. And again, I think it's why we've been. And again, you know, there's people way more athletic than us. Oh, yeah. But, mm. you know, you're 40. I'm 30. Again, mm. I just kind of keep reminding people <laughs> you're old as shit. So <laughs> that we, relatively speaking, compared right. to the average adult in mm. our age groups and our categories, we excel. We're above most people. Mm. But we don't – we're not sitting here counting out calories every day. Right. We're not stressed out about what we're eating. Mm. You know, we're not giving – 24 7 to this Mm -hmm. because we know what the requirement is through trial and effort and taking the journey and the steps Mm -hmm. to see oh yeah this is this is worth it this isn't so even for things like supplements i've done almost every supplement years and years ago (laughs) when i was a weightlifter i remember that yeah yeah and it's just i've realized your duffel bag full of (laughs) (laughs) yeah hang on bro i gotta get these gains you know then you realize oh wow this actually doesn't have a large impact or i mean you can go look at the studies, mm. go look at double-blind placebos, realize yeah. that almost none of these supplements actually have that. There's not a lot of science behind it. Placebo is very real, though. Yeah. If you feel like something yeah. has an impact and a value and adds to your life, do it. Real less ineffective. Yes. Yeah. But be critical of it. Yeah. Be like, is this actually making an impact? Mm-hmm. Or I think it's having an impact because, again, the guy selling to me mm-hmm. is telling me, look, dude, you take this, you're going to get jacked. And yeah. I remember I used to always laugh. Uh, I'd ask the old guys, you know, they were always built like the really good in shape guys there mm-hmm. five days a week. Hey man, what do you do? What do you take? And they're like, ah, you know, man, I, uh, I have coffee, mm-hmm. maybe have an energy drink, but mm-hmm. I just work out. I've just stay consistent. I've done this for 20 years. And I always thought like, oh, that's a bullshit. There's no way. That's yeah. not what it is. But now I'm 30, you know, I have people come up and ask me, Hey man, what's your routine? What do you do? Oh, I do. I, I rock right. climb. I just live an active life. Yeah. I just, Live an active life for the most mm-hmm. part. And that's yeah. it. You know, there's like some things we do in our training routines, but they all have a progression. They yes. all have a purpose. 
Exactly. Nothing is without purpose that mm-hmm. we do. True. In in regards to our fitness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why we do a lot of things, right? Because they all serve different purposes. Mm-hmm. And not just the purposes, but also has to do with your desire as well. You know, uh, for example, I like to lift, right? We You recently started lifting with me. Loving just it, because loving I, again, yeah. actually, though. <laughs> but we do, uh, we do so to gain more strength. Uh, that's why we recently changed our routine uh, to... Uh, less reps mm-hmm. and um, uh, heavier weights, right? And also, uh, that's for strength. We do hiking, you know, for fun. Like I said, it's not all about purpose. It has purpose. More importantly, we we love to do it. We just love it, right? Yeah. I mean, climbing too. I mean, you've been climbing for many years. We started actually together, and then I quit because of an injury. injury yeah. Not because of other other reason, <laughs> but. You know, I just recently started again. Uh, I, I'm loving it. Crushing it, too. Yeah. And like you like you said, you know, climbing, you, you we get to go outside. You know, hiking is involved. You know, get to see the beautiful sceneries. You know, there's so much to it. And I love, I love Muay Thai because that explosiveness, mm-hmm. you know. Actually, you do a lot of things with your body that you wouldn't do with, you know, other sports. Well, I'm not criticizing any other sports here (laughs) but i just like the feeling of pushing myself when i'm like unable to breathe you know it's like similar to sprinting when you're like when you can't breathe you know Mm -hmm. almost like Mm -hmm. that but Mm -hmm. the difference is that you have your opponent right in front of you yes you know trying to attack you so i like the kind of feeling being pushed so that's why i do muay thai but the point is, you know, we have all, you know, different purposes doing uh, these different sports, but also we love to do it, you know. So, um, again, we're not saying that you shouldn't go to gym, lifting, you know, we're not saying that. Definitely not saying that. But try to reassess your routine and try to find out why you're doing it and how you're doing it, you know, uh, how the progression has been. And think about what you would, you know, uh, love to try. Mm-hmm. Right and try new stuff too. Otherwise, you're never never going to find out what you love or what what you you know what can be potentially love of your you know life. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's amazing. I hear this from a lot of people, and I've definitely related with mm-hmm. it. But feeling like I don't have any passion or anything that like stands aside from other things that just speaks to me. And when I heard people that felt they were born with purpose or mm-hmm. found it very early. I always thought like, man, that's, it's amazing. I can't even imagine having purpose. Wow. Yeah. But it is possible. It's work though. Some mm-hmm. people are born and they naturally know and they see it. Mm-hmm. And it's so obvious, but I think the majority, vast majority of people mm-hmm. feel aimless and without purpose. But the only way you can do that in a lot of ways is you have to create purpose. You have to create meaning and there will be things that you do that speak to you more than other things. Mm-hmm that are more in line with you physiologically, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and those things are the things you should pursue yeah. because your love will grow deeper for them. Yeah. Yeah, I like that part where you said uh, you can create your purpose. You oh, know? Absolutely. We may we may have destiny for sure. Um, I, I, I'm just saying this because I don't believe in it, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying this because I just can't... Dis- you can't remove it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can't dismiss it. Right. But... Uh, for a fact, I know that you can create your purpose, you know, Absolutely. and then, you know, doing so, you got to be really careful. Um, just don't, you know, 
write it down um, that you've seen before or, you know, you feel like this is a great, I, even Socrates or Plato, who, whoever, right? Just don't take it, absorb it, and then try to make it yours. Because this, that's not yours. Because mm-hmm. you never actually, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Ruminate it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Good word, yeah. So try to think about it carefully and with enough time, right? Yeah, dwell on it. I know we live in a instant gratification culture and yeah. community currently with the advancement of technology and things of that nature. We miss the slowdown, the breathe. And it's hard. I mean, most people work full-time jobs, mm-hmm. you know, overtime. They have family. They have commitments and all these things that detract from it. But the shocking thing is, like, a lot of times less is more. And mm-hmm. this applies to your workout routines. This applies to your relationships quality over quantity not to say quantity is invaluable but high quality high intensity action will yield more i, I i'd like to say that mm-hmm. i can't say it 100 percent. that's been my experience i think there's going to be studies that back that as well mm-hmm. in varying avenues of your life but you know when we go work out when we go lift weights it's an hour tops Right. That's it. That's all we do for yeah. lifting. Without any bullshit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's high intensity. We're we're mm-hmm. at it, right? We don't even listen to music. We're just going at it. <laughs> <laughs> no distraction. Focus. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, when we go climb, it's a different approach. That's going to be longer because our rest times need to be mm-hmm. longer. Yeah. Or there's more discussion about movement and mm-hmm. fluidity. But again, we try to be focused, mm-hmm. purpose, intentful, and that's where you'll see a lot of progress because mm-hmm. you learn your body adapts differently when like you were talking about with Musashi you're engaging and you're wrestling with these concepts yes. examining it thoroughly yes in and out and eventually it becomes habit so mm-hmm. much to the so to the point where the other way disgusts you you feel like you're, wa- you're wasting your time you're mm-hmm. like I don't understand I don't want to be like that you find it distasteful mm-hmm. you know and it helps create purpose honestly mm-hmm. yeah it 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 solidifies the mind. It's meditation. It's focus. And it's Which it's is also freeing. practice. Which can get better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's another part. And another thing that I wanted to uh, say about working out is that um, we don't listen to music because we don't need distraction. You know, I don't like distraction. You know, I like to focus on what I'm doing, you know, from A to Z. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I can get hurt. You know, I can <laughs> yeah, yeah. waste time. There are a lot of bad things about it. When I run too, like I don't listen to music. I like to focus on my, you know, state of my body. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Um, like Musashi said, practice to the point. You know, I told you this is one of my favorite parts of the book. Practice. I mean, he says to practice, practice, practice throughout the book. But <laughs> it's a mantra. Yeah. But also, he says that practice to the point where your movement becomes completely free from. The skills and techniques mm. right i love that part yeah it's good like we talked about this literally last night as we were mm-hmm. sitting there over the table um it almost seems contradictory mm-hmm. yeah to remove thought from movement or to remove immovable mind that's yes. what that's what he says yeah yeah he speaks in a way which he says if you're thinking about how you're going to respond you've already lost the battle yeah 
You need to be free. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you're not thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Immovable as in you, your mind shouldn't be distracted by anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're the one who's going to initiate. That's the thing. Yes. But your mind shouldn't stop. That's not what he's referring to when he says immovable mind. Immovable as in unshakable. I think that would have been actually a better translation in my opinion. Unshakable. Mm-hmm. Right, but your mind is not, you know, completely stationary. Your mind is yes. moving, right? Yes. Your mind is actually initiating things. Yes, while simultaneously mm-hmm. not confining itself to that form. Yeah, exactly. It can respond, it can mm-hmm. react, it's adaptive, yes. it's quick. Yes, it's just part of you, right? It's just, if you're not really having, real, if you really haven't mastered the technique, some way you will have to even on conscious level like you have to think about the movement yes right that's where he's talking about like you become completely free from movement you shouldn't even have to think about it it's just there when you need it right i mean that's the part of the practice you know yes and that's why i love that's why i love that part oh absolutely agree and you Mm -hmm. can see it in fighters you can see it in climbers you can see it in tons of athletes Mm -hmm. it's almost like no matter what the the action or the sport is it almost looks like dancing Mm -hmm. flowing effortlessly Mm -hmm. it's i mean it's beautiful you know yeah i know go back to the bruce lee Mm -hmm. quote you know be like water my friend Mm -hmm. but yes it's like being like water it's like without form Mm -hmm. but even as somebody who doesn't observe has no idea about martial arts climbing or whatever they're watching Mm -hmm. you can see an expert and be like they understand mm-hmm. the sport. They understand this movement. Mm-hmm. It it goes beyond a need to even know the sport, the things behind it. You can watch somebody who's a master and know, oh, they're a master, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It's crazy that that can be conveyed mm-hmm. to even an amateur. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing about practice. You know, they look so... Everything they do is effort, seemed effortless, right? Mm-hmm. Climbers, you see, like... Uh, what was her name? Alex... Uh, yeah. I mean, when she climbs, she doesn't seem like she's using any strength. <laughs> but mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, she is using strength. She's strong, but that's the outcome of the practice. Yes. Right? But also, it's not just the strength that has improved. Also, every part of her body techniques everything's on point that's mm-hmm. why it seems just effortless yeah that's the point i mean it depends on the sports that you're doing but you have to be also that's why i said earlier be critical of what you do think about everything that you can do to help you to move to the next level right mm-hmm. it's not just simple strength it's not about just simple technique you have to be always thinking about what you're doing like small angles, you know, small mm. movements, everything to master that. You're absolutely right. And I think to speak to that is mm-hmm. we can get into form when you work out that, you know, you shouldn't just be trying to move the weight necessarily. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all you're trying to do, depending on what your style is. Mm-hmm. But I had a huge issue when I start working out, doing martial arts, where it was was like as long as I can execute I wasn't necessarily worried about how it felt I didn't have that mind body connection or as Arnold Schwarzenegger's about 
you know, that mind-muscle connection. Mm-hmm. When he talks about feeling the pump and feeling the movement. And it's extremely important. Mm-hmm. But unless you take the time to slow down and maybe throw off a little more weight, climb something a little easier, breathe, you're never going to, you're never going to be able to build the proper base mm-hmm. or the foundation. Mm-hmm. And again, I think this is important to build a foundation for what health is, what fitness is, and what that looks like, mm-hmm. and what it should look like. And that should come from a combination of action via working out, mm-hmm. going for a run, hiking, whatever that is, but mm-hmm. also reading things, mm-hmm. read data, read information, read people that are passionate about these things, coaches, experts, mm-hmm. to get a deeper understanding. And it'll make you appreciate it more and help you fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. And that can be not, that can also show you, maybe this isn't my passion. If you oh, don't yeah, really enjoy sure. reading mm-hmm. about it and things like that, maybe it's not yeah. very enjoyable for you. That's that's a good indication, actually, that as you go deeper, I mean, it, when you start something new at first, like, yeah, it's fun, of course. It's something new to you, right? But as you progress um, passing a certain level, like you said, you kind of can feel that whether or not you know this is your thing. Mm-hmm. Right, because Absolutely. you're not enjoying it. Because as you go deeper and progress, things are things become harder. You know, there are more things to learn, right? So that's where you can kind of, you know, judge whether or not you, you know, can commit more to this sport or whatever you're doing. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's without a doubt extremely valuable because yeah. when you love something, you want to give it. Right. It's effort. It's it's effortless in that sense. Right. You want to show up. I mean, how many times, man, have we gotten off work, mm-hmm. been mad, exhausted? Can't wait to go to the gym, though. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Second I'm there, I'm awake. I'm yeah. alive. True. And then, you know, there's this fine line between simple hardships and um, lack of desire. So you got to be careful there, too. Just because, you know, what I was saying that as you progress, things get could, could get harder. And you, you may feel like you don't want to do this anymore. That could be just uh, uh, temporary, you know? Yeah. And just hardships that you don't know how to tackle. But when you're there, be careful not to be confused between the hardships and lack of desire. You may have that, but it's just you may not have that, you know, skills and knowledge enough to overcome that hardships. And that's part of the training too, by the way. You know, you have to overcome those hardships to become better absolutely let's pause it for a second we can edit just make a time note we're back (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that we had a minor interruption yeah oh it was from my shoes oh (laughs) rubbing the uh (laughs) (laughs) well back to fitness here on theory of living right so i mean another important factor that goes into fitness Mm -hmm. as we we're just mentioning is what does it look like for me as the individual? Yeah. Does it line up into my life? Mm-hmm. And again, fitness is not everybody's passion or calling. Mm-hmm. It's important though, because when you're physically fit, you'll live longer, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's just obvious. For you health, health higher quality of well-being. Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if you're somebody who's into more heady things or just reading, coding, other things of that nature, gaming, mm-hmm. it's going to add value to your life. So mm-hmm. you can even do those things better. It's make you a more well-rounded individual. When you apply fitness in the way we're discussing mm-hmm. it, 
in an intellectual pursuit as well of the body mm-hmm. a will of the power you know as Nietzsche yeah. would say putting your will into the world and executing it upon the world mm-hmm. and the world your body is a part of the world yes so the more disciplined you can be in that one area the more disciplined you're going to be able to be in other areas of your life mm-hmm. and I I just can't give enough praise to fitness and mm-hmm. to taking care of your body. Yeah. And again, I mean, if you know Socrates is talking about it from thousands of years now, mm-hmm. you know, over a thousand years ago. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, I like think health is obvious part, but also, in my opinion, fitness. You know, doing workout. You know, getting better at things uh, physically is just another way to. Uh, exert and test your will you know and then there's a lot to learn from that a lot to you know otherwise it's going to just sit there you're you're never going to find out who you are because your will is part of you you know mm-hmm. and you know physical training can actually give that opportunity to test your will absolutely or work on it at least right? absolutely so it's basically just process of becoming a better person right advancement yeah it's a test Mm -hmm. and uh, that test can come in many forms Mm -hmm. because all exercise is not the same yeah you know going on a strenuous hike depending Mm -hmm. length elevation gain things of that nature are very different than going and running on the treadmill Mm -hmm. they're you respond in very different ways to that stimuli Mm -hmm. And again, like we mentioned before, a different stimuli will speak to you in a different way. But the only way to know how it's going to speak to you is to go try it and give it a fair shot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to try things multiple times. Sometimes you know instantly, like, no, mm-hmm. this isn't for me. Yeah. But again, what are you potentially leaving on the table while not trying it? Mm-hmm. And that's one exciting thing that we're going to be doing mm-hmm. as we travel. We're going to be yeah. doing a whole bunch of different physical activities yes things that we're not good at you know we're going to be in thailand <laughs> so obviously we're going to be snorkeling swimming mm-hmm. diving you know probably try to master mm-hmm. deep breathing be able to hold our breaths for long times yeah he can swim better than i can but we are not good swimmers can i <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> me and this guy are going to sink pretty low yeah um, i'm bad at it so but yeah. we're excited about that because we right. know the gains like oh man worst case scenario it's not for us. Mm-hmm. Best case scenario, oh my God, I want to change my entire life because I love it so much. Yeah. Wow. How cool. That. Yeah. I mean, part, partially too that I, I love the feeling. Uh, not a lot of people do because, I mean, not because. I do because uh, I've been in the situation a lot. And then I know what that brings to me, you know, what I can gain from it. Mm-hmm. So I like that uncomfortable feelings, you know. That's why I like traveling alone too sometimes. I, I just go there like to be a stranger. Then mm-hmm. nobody knows me. Well, they may think that I'm just local, but I know that I'm a stranger there. You're telling me the people in Paris thought you were a local? Look at you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> people even here don't think dude, you're local. There's a lot of agents there. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's why, I, that's why I like to try new things, even, you know, in sports too. That I like to try new things because it makes me feel uncomfortable, mm. you know. And then it just gives, gives me the chance to bring out more things from you know yeah. from inside i yeah. like the feeling and that's that's a sign of growth man absolutely yeah because i'm like there are things that you don't even know sometimes that that exists right oh. inside of you mm-hmm. and that's the best part of it i'm just figuring out more about myself you know and challenging myself 
Yeah, yeah. There's nothing quite quite like knowing you're capable. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, you only get that through going through being incapable and developing capability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why it feels good for you to travel alone. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to figure out. You know you're okay. Yes. You know, even though if you're uncomfortable, yeah, even, you know, things especially might be... these days, come on. You have your phone. <laughs> you, nothing to worry about, yeah. really. You know, short of criminals, going to the Amazon, right? you know, or some very remote places or very dangerous places, mm-hmm. for the most part, you're capable yeah. and you can survive. Yeah. And as you get more experience, you feel more confident. And that, again, spreads to other areas mm-hmm. of your life. You know, that, that confidence. People see that and they can sense this. Mm-hmm. And they tell, you'll hear it all the time. You know, you want to be a more attractive person. Be confident. Mm-hmm. Give an air of confidence. But you can't fake confidence. Honestly, I. some people say you can. And there's definitely a level of being like feeling confident and leaning into your confident. But you can only get confidence and competency. Mm-hmm through struggle mm-hmm. and being incompetent and being yeah. incompetent. And you have right. to take those efforts to bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just feeling capable is as a human being, you know, mm-hmm. man or woman is just mm-hmm. so freeing. Yeah. You're no longer bound by necessarily people's social expectation of you. Or if you work for a job, mm-hmm. a boss that mistreats you or coworkers that mistreat you, you can speak up. You're like, no, I'm more valuable than that. Mm-hmm. I, I refuse to be treated that way mm-hmm. now that you have to be in conflict with these individuals but you you realize i'm going to remove myself from this situation yeah. i can do better i can find better right which led to us in this situation we're like yeah we're capable of more we're competent enough to know let's step out mm-hmm. but again that took years for us to get to this point where we're yeah. here now finally it was a journey you know so you guys are witnessing the start of this mm-hmm. journey but also the end of another journey leading into competency and we still aren't competent in this we're still new to podcasting we're still new to everything yeah. we're doing the still vlogging nervous, right yeah i mean still <laughs> still putting ourselves out there and trying to make it work we right. want something to happen mm-hmm. to come of this yeah but that's why we, we also love this we're enjoying this you know yes. it's like oh man this is weird you know turn on the mics oh here we go again <laughs> <laughs> like oh what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> i think that's an exciting thing and mm-hmm. You know, I think we're getting close to wrapping up here now, but I want to just give a, a thank you to everybody that's already given us your feedback and mm-hmm. truly appreciate it. And again, if there's anything we can do that would add value to your life or conversations you'd like mm-hmm. to hear or see, we are multifaceted individuals that love talking about a lot of different things. And if we mm-hmm. don't have a knowledge on it, we're not going to come yeah. here and bullshit right. you know, we'll, you know mm-hmm. we'll let you know yeah. <laughs> again like a lot of things we share aren't necessarily our own thoughts mm-hmm. there are things we've read we've processed we digest it mm-hmm. and we're now for lack of a better term regurgitating them in a way you know they've been filtered through us and our life experience to hopefully add value to yours so we'd love to hear your feedback as well mm-hmm. so we can then filter it in another right. way and we can change and we can work together on this you know this theory of living and again, if you guys are curious about what we do for mm-hmm. workout routines and you want a more in-depth analysis, again, we went pretty light on it because we're not going to give you a panacea. We don't have mm-hmm. the pill that's going to get you in shape or things like that because it's complex. And again, we want you to investigate mm-hmm. it. We want you to go out there and do the work. But if we can help and assist in some way or there's a curiosity 
yeah more than happy and we're gonna do vlogs of climbing you know probably some lifting mm-hmm. and you know muay thai obviously but please give us your feedback mm-hmm. yeah uh i guess uh that's this week's episode right mm-hmm. um and honestly we haven't really decided what we're going to talk about on the next episode but um Please let us know if you have any good idea. Uh, not that we're lazy that we haven't really prepared. <laughs> no, we're just really open to everything right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because really, uh, currently we're cautious of uh, choosing what to talk about, right? Correct. Um, we don't want to just talk about anything, yeah. right? This is your guys' podcast as well, you know, and your vlog. Yes. We, want, we want you to be engaged mm-hmm. and have some feedback. Because, right. again, without you, we couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. We would, even if nobody was listening, because there's value in it. You know, the value right. in the struggle, but mm-hmm. we want to add value to your life. Yes. But, um, yeah, I think that's it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye, Thanks. guys. That's this week's episode of the Theory of Your Living podcast. Thank you for listening with us. We're Cody and Kai. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you'd like to help support us, we have a Patreon page where you can subscribe for exclusive content. Also, please share with others who you think may find value in our discussion. Leave a rating, a review, and please subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube. Thank you again. See you later.